we'll take a look at some sets. And jokes and stuff, we'll take a look at some sets. Yeah! And then we will discuss and talk and things on the joy of sets. Okay. Joy of Sets podcast, the podcast where I, Carl Kazana, talk to comedians about their old sets, notes, and bygone material. On today's show, I'm joined by the fantastic Christian Jagard, uh, and today, on what I hope will be the first of many, is a uh, change to the usual structure of how we do these things, and uh, I'm actually joined here with uh, Christian Jagard for a little post-match interview slash intro into the show, Christian. Thanks, Carl. Lovely to be here. And it's also been uh, a really good time I've had on the uh, the show this afternoon. Uh, uh, it seems to have gone a little bit by. But uh, I think that <laughs> the... Uh, but, um, you know, I, I think... Uh, you know, th- thank you for... Basically, thank you for having me. Well, uh, an absolute, I'm, I'm going to stop doing the voice now because it takes a lot of effort. Uh, no, thanks very much, Christian. I'm I might keep doing it. mine. Uh, so what can the what can the listeners uh, look forward to in this episode, please, Christian? Well, the listeners can look forward to um, lots of uh, kind of waffling and talking mm-hmm. about oneself, oneself by being uh, by me, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure exactly what uh, a lot of my what I said, you know, um, seem to be going a bit Australian now. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I, I think that I really did give it my all, and when I say I gave it my all, I mean I gave it my son. Yeah. I think this is the thing, Carl. You need to you need to understand that. Uh, I'm just a guy standing in front of a girl asking him to love her. Okay. And, uh, you know, regardless of how the match went, I think that, uh, you know, the show is is very it's incisive, it's informative, it's a deep dive into the world of comedy, the world of sets, uh, the world of... Uh, um, the world of illusion, the world of magic, the world of make believe, and uh, Carl, just I just want to say that, that you know you have been the greatest host that's been, ever been my privilege to podcast with. I've only podcast with, with one, to be fair. Is, is that um, me? It's, it's you both times. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I did it twice, but um, thank you very much, Carl, for having me, and uh, it's just been a lovely show. I just want to say thank you so much. Well, no, thank, thanks so much for doing it. Uh, I enjoyed how your uh, accent went through so many ch- 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 changes. Uh, what are you talking about, like? <laughs> oh, you've done Caroline Quentin. I'm doing, uh, more I'm doing Caroline Quinton again, lad. <laughs> when you did that, I was like, oh, I don't think she sounds like that. And then I was like, oh, right. oh, it's a joke. <laughs> oh, you've done one of those jokes. Oh, he's doing his thing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, listen on for uh, all of that and more. Uh, once again, Christian, thank, thanks very much. Thank you, Carl. Um, uh, let's get into it. Without further ado, I give to you Christian Christian Claude Van Damme. Yeah, God. As I live and breathe, how are you? It's Van Dyne, but yeah, I'm, I'm great. Yeah. Did I get the Yeah, God right? No, it's it's uh, a lot of people think, yeah, it's Yeah, God or Yeah, God or something like that. It's it's French, so it's Jegar. Oh, okay. And it's weird because I know I always I always anglicised it. I always say Jegard. Yeah. Um, and only in this last year, I've just thought. Actually, no. Loads of people insist on their name. loads of comics, especially insist on their name being said right, and people say it right. <laughs> so why am I bending over? So yeah, Jagar. Jagar. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll edit in me saying it properly. Christian Claude Vanguard Jared. <laughs> I think that's exactly what you said the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Thank you. I, for me. I always have a, a thing as well, like you know, at a gig where the MC is like, "Oh, can I just check how I say your last name because mm-hmm. it's you know weird written down." Mm. And I always say to them, like, 
it's like it's an Italian surname, but I don't speak Italian, so for all I know, I'm saying it wrong. Right. But I say like it's Kazana because a lot of people they see the first bit and they're like, yeah, I've got it, yeah. and then after that, like, no, 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 make it, make it loud, make it noisy, <laughs> it's Carl Kazan. <laughs> Um, I used to like call them up a minute, but then I was like, "Oh, I'm just like taking the piss out of the MC before I've even like done a joke." So yeah, uh, <laughs> your parents Italian, Italian. So my dad's dad uh, is was Italian, uh, yeah. and I always say my dad's dad because I never met him. Mm-hmm. But then I started doing a bit about him, and I would say, "Oh, my dad's dad, uh, my granddad," and like sometimes. <laughs> The audience would be like, your granddad, you dickhead. And I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so like I pretended to get that wrong for the comic effect. Like. <laughs> so they would shout. So you gave them time to shout that in between you saying my dad's dad and granddad. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, you I, do need a pause there, I think. Well, I found like with my stuff as well, sometimes I quite like the fact that you're not entirely sure where the punchline is. Yeah. So it's like if I put in more gaps more often. Yeah. There's people are going, well, I suppose something's happened. I probably respond. <laughs> I mean, something's always happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just find it weird how you can put in engineer laughs from like signposting with pauses. No, I, I don't do it that much, but oh, I do it all the time. Because <laughs> like, like sometimes if I have a, if I have a joke that doesn't like if I have a joke that doesn't get a lot or doesn't go quite well, I'll just stare at someone until it does. <laughs> I've uh, got an opener at the minute. I think I've spoken about it before, but it's basically me singing the Macarena. But instead of saying, hey, Macarena, I say, hey, Carcassana. Nice. Um, and then, like, I've changed the other lyrics as well. And I do it, and then like, I go, hey, and they go, hey. Yeah. And then I just stand there, and they sort of go, okay. And I'll sort of like swing my arms a bit, like, <laughs> like a sort of kid waiting for recognition. <laughs> and then when they give it to me, I then jump to the other side and do it all again. <laughs> That's just a comedian in a nutshell, though, isn't it? A kid waiting for recognition. Yeah, I think that... What we listen to? Yeah. Yeah, I think probably for all comics, that is like the foundation. See, I was a kid, I was a kid who wouldn't shut up, but no one was listening to me. So like, <laughs> all my, my family kind of learned to ignore me. So like, I remember, I remember a guy, we were in France, I was with my dad, we were walking along, and I said, Dad, what's an anchor? And he goes, I don't know. And then it was only when I was an adult, and I was like, fucking lie. <laughs> How does he not know what an anchor is? He either, either wasn't listening or just could not be asked to explain it. Yeah, it's just like fobbing you off. Like, well, how quick does it take to say what an anchor is? It's like, oh, it's the bottom of a ship, land at the ship stays, you know, ship stays in the same place. Eat I imagine he was like in the middle of something else. Like He wasn't. We were just walking along on a seafront, <laughs> on a promenade, on holiday. Nothing in his mind. Well, I mean, obviously there was something in his mind. <laughs> because whatever in his mind was, it was important enough to not explain what an anchor is. To I reckon in his head, he's like, why does this kid keep asking me what everything is? Like, we've all passed so many anchors on this road. <laughs> I, he is a lovely dad, by the way. I should, I should just clarify that. He's just, a, I think he's also, I have a feeling my dad, see, I'm autistic. And I think my dad is also autistic as well. Uh, loads of stuff. When I was young, I was just like, oh, that tracks. I, I feel like there is like a generation of, people who basically went undiagnosed because the the general thing was like just sort of carry on and yeah fine. well it was post-war wasn't it so it's yeah. like well as long as war isn't going on put <laughs> up and do everything like everybody else does well, yeah, and, then and don't complain about anything <laughs> yeah i think that kind of british thing of like no no everything's fine and then behind closed doors like i'm so depressed yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so uh should we start with the intro quiz yes so there's um obviously like a, a really cool theme tune for this which uh, will have just played. So if you just Are want you to sing, sing it live, uh, yeah, Are you okay. going to sing it a cappella. Okay, yeah, I will. <clears throat> I think that's Italian, isn't it? But without trousers. 
Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's. I mean, no, well, no, still look it up. Um, I'm sort of on the spot now. But, uh, <laughs> sing, sing, sing. So, here it goes. It's the introduction quiz. Your introduction to the guest via a quiz. It's the introduction. It's the introduction quiz. Introduction to the guest via a quiz. It's the introduction quiz. Introduction to the guest via a quiz. I like it. It's kind of like solo Peter Gabriel kind of thing. That's yeah, you know very I mean? much pleasant, what I but. <laughs> annoying. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll try my best to take that as a compliment. Um, cool. So basically, it's uh, essentially blankety blank, and I've got some facts about you off the internet. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you've been on there; it's pretty good. And um, the website I got them off. That's great. It's it's nuts, isn't it? Just it's the so, best new thing that's been invented. Like just loads of really good presentations, like over and over. You can shop. Yeah, there's that as well. Actually. You know, watch films. Yeah. Um, Ebaum's World. I, I don't know what that is. Friendster. See, I feel like you've ventured into an area where I'm... Friends United. I've heard of the, that one. It's taken off. What's I'd e- invest in that. What's Ebaum? Ebaum. Do you remember? Well, I don't know what it was. I, I remember there was video... In the early days of the internet, there were videos, and you'd always see a little watermark in the corner that said Ebaum's World. Okay. And I don't know what it was. It's like, you know how you see loads of videos now with the TikTok watermark yeah, yeah. just on it? Just flashing around. Like. Yeah, it's just ingrained in the video whenever it's shared or exported or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was viral videos, you know, before YouTube. And uh, loads of them had Ebaum's World in the corner. I never knew what it was. I never bothered to look it up. Yeah. Well, so I could gonna... look it up now, but there's no reception in here. I'll, I'll Google it afterwards and uh, yeah. Yeah, have a nice time. Tell me what happens. <laughs> yeah. I think like that actually just reminded me very quickly for the intro quiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a message from a guy recently who I used to know when I lived in Hastings, mm. like not well, but like well enough that I was pleased to get a message from him saying like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" Mm. And he's really like nice about my stand up. So I was like, "This tracks." I mean, this guy's not lying. He, he's he's seen some mm. great stand up and he wants to tell the guy who made it. Like that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Oh yeah, hey man, great to see, great to hear from you." Blah blah. And then the next message was like. I yeah I really do like your stand up. Have you um considered using LinkedIn? I'm a I can help you out on LinkedIn. And he basically just like did a sales pitch at me. And I got really angry because I was like, if it's a sales pitch, just sell something to me. Just come in hot. Like hey, what gave it? What 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 told you that it was a sales pitch? I mean, what was he saying? Uh, so I went on the link on his Instagram and it was to his website. It was like mm-hmm. uh, I can make you a star. <laughs> I, you five years ago was a loser, but you five years from now is going to be all that kind of right. bullshit. So was he a life coach? Or? I think so, yeah. I right. watched a couple of his videos. He's In every one of them, he's smoking a cigar, like... <laughs> and then, like, he's, going, he's like, me in seven years, I'm going to be stratospheric. I'm going to look at me now and be like, fuck you, that guy. Fuck you, pass me. So just really horrible. And I, I, got, <laughs> I got angry because I was like, don't dress it up as one thing if it's another. Just no, sell yeah. me a thing or say hello. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really... Trying to slip his life coaching in through the back door, isn't he? Well, yeah. So then I sent him a series of messages because he was like, oh, you know, I can get you started on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, no can do, man. I'm in an exclusive contract with MySpace. It's coming back in a big way. (laughs) I'm getting in on the ground floor. Like, it's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I kept, he kept, he was like, is this a joke? And then at one point he said, okay, send me your MySpace account. And I sent him a link to a dairy farm. Mm. And uh, he went, oh, that's apt because you've been milking this joke for ages. I was like, yeah, fair enough. I walked into that. <laughs> and by the end of it, he got really annoyed. He was like... Solid. And I, I came away from it thinking, like, oh, I'm definitely going to get banned off of Instagram for, like, bullying. It's the introduction. 
Um, so the website that I got these bits of information from is uh, christianjagard.com. I don't know if you're that's aware of website. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I run it. That's locked out. King um, of head honcho. So I'm just, I'm just going to move this because you might see the answers. Uh, there's four mm. of them. And yeah, you just have to fill in the blanks, basically. Sure. Uh, so number one, I was a largely unemployed, mildly talented musician for a while. I did blank blank. Oh, um, uh, dubstep parodies. It's not what's written here, although I would like to hear that. Did you do that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know enough about dubstep. I've never done a parody song. I would like to do a parody song. I feel song. like dub, <clears throat> dubstep is kind of written yeah. for that. Like <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Like, you know, sometimes when when a TV show or something, or something does a spoof of a, of a, of a music that's current, of how quickly it dates... Yeah. Wait, if you like dubstep is so old now. Like isn't dubstep like something from 10 years ago? I uh I think so, yeah. I mean, I forgot, isn't it? No one remembers dubstep. I, the height of it for me was in the second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man film. Was there dubstep yeah. in that? Basically, yeah. Electro no. would like <laughs> was the villain and he would like fly between these pylons in his like energy form. Yeah. They go like Bow, chicka, 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 bow. Nice, <laughs> nice. On the dubstep flag, <laughs> yeah. all the way to the marble. <laughs> it's like we, we've done it now. We don't need to say anything. Yeah. But... <laughs> what really can more be said with dubstep? Um, so the answer I've got here is radio jingles. Radio jingles, yes. Can bit. you remember your favourite one? Uh, yes, uh, it was. A, it was. Um, well, I, I didn't do many, but I did. Uh, I did. Well, actually, I did one for McDonald's, which didn't nice. get used. And I was really. Da, 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 da. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a great <laughs> if it was that one. It was very similar to. Da, 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 da. It was. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so was it after that? Or it, it, uh, <laughs> no, it was around the same time. I'm going to say before, although it was almost definitely at least six months to a year after. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, okay, so there was a jingle. Oh, there was a jingle for a fuel company that was like a 50s doo-wop kind of nice. uh, jingle. And it went, ding, 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 like, ding, uh, like Beach Boysy. And then and then it had a, and a, at the end it had a kind of, 80, oh, fucking hell, Jesus And then we get the key right. 80 and it kind of, but it wasn't me that sang it. I got some girl to sing it because yeah. uh, my voice wasn't quite right for that. I d- you, you surprised me. <laughs> I see you. Yeah, that's great, Chris. If we could just go for another. <laughs> <clears throat> ATFU. Maybe it's an octave down. Or just find ATFU. the register for you. There we, there we go. So we'll just, we'll just get someone else in for this. Yeah, really great, Kristen. You've absolutely nailed it. Get, get that, get that, get that, <laughs> get that other fella. Get the ATF Fuels fella. Hi, hi, uh, Kalkzana. Uh, I am just auditioning for the part of ATF Fuels. <clears throat> ATF Fuels. It's very good, but we need it a little bit more. Don't forget, this is a fuel company. Mm. Uh, power, pa- power. Okay. Yeah, we want okay. we, we want forceful. We want yeah. think meatloaf, uh-huh. but then discard that from your mind because we want something that's a meatloaf adjacent. Do you, okay. do you know what I mean Travis, by that? Yeah, pardon, Tra- Travis, Travis, Stereophonics. You bang on the money. Okay. <clears throat> ATF fuse. I mean, it was stronger. Mm. Um, it felt it good. Kind of, it did. It looked good, um, uh, and it sounded. Possible. Yeah. And I think that, you so know. Drop down then? Or? I think I, almost. I would say okay. give it one more take, but I would say this time mm-hmm. do the exact same thing, but yeah. like completely different. Right. Okay. Um, uh, ATF. F- fuel. Kid, I don't want to hear anymore. You're hired. 
When do I start? Welcome aboard. Thank you. You start now. Question number two. Okay. <laughs> um, so, question uh, the second one is, mm. I like to blank fancy. Ooh. Well, blankety blank, isn't it? <laughs> Rude things. Is it fuck? Is it I like to fuck fancy? Ooh, very close. Ah. Uh, it's. I'd say what it is, it could be involved with, with that act. Um... Oh, I know what it is. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I like to dress fancy. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Um, I've, I mean, annoyingly, all of these do lead on to quite a good question, but I'm mm-hmm. sort of, uh, I mean, I don't want to keep you for too long, but I will just ask quickly, because uh, mm. you have, and I think have always had a certain look mm-hmm. for your act, mm. which I think for a lot of acts takes quite a while to figure out. But do you think you went into stand up thinking this is, yeah, the character, or like this is part of my yeah. Design. I dress a suit. I, I, I dress in. Sorry, I dress a suit. I dress. <laughs> <laughs> I dress a suit. Then I put my own suit on. Then I go on stage. <laughs> I like to dress suits in suits. There's Have a mannequin. Great, and yeah, there's something very meta about shit, it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what looks better than a suit in another suit? It's, it's double the good look. I would like it if you did a gig and you took off a suit and had a suit on underneath. And underneath, <laughs> and that airplane thingy with the two. Yeah. If I, oh, if I had four suits. I'd have to start off looking like David Byrne from Talking Heads. People would just be like, that's a big suit. But then gradually over the course of the gig, remove one by one. Yeah. As you're telling jokes, just undress. Like a Russian doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peeling back the layers to get to the real me, but you'll still never get him. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the reason why I wear a suit is because I. Um, my kind of stand-up act is like I've always I love old school entertainers like my favourite comedians Um, <clears throat> I love old American ones from the 50s and 60s things like Ernie Kovacs and Dean Martin and Jackie Mason and stuff Um, but I like like a modern music hall-y kind of boat. so like Vic and Bob as well in the, yeah. especially in their first show Vic Reeves Big Night Out yeah the light know, entertainer like, so, yeah exactly I love the I love the hey folks showbiz time da, da, da. and it was kind of a parody of that as well wasn't it because he was an art student going yeah you know yeah he was really being daft and, but it's still it's weird it's because it's, it was very like postmodern and like really kind of like felt like a really new kind of humor, but at the same time it was it was so um, musical. Yeah, like super, you know, kind of like loads of their acts were kind of musical. Like same as like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. You'll have one person on stage being the straight man or doing a a thing, doing something, yeah. trying to do a thing, singing or something, and then the idiot comes on and starts interrupting it, and you know, and in opposition to the forth. person whose thing it is. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eric and Ernie as well, and and. Um, uh, Oh, who who were the uh, who were the other guys who were always doing it? Uh, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, you kind of. Although they were a different kind of double act, I think they were kind of. Um, they were kind of. They were the kind of like a bit like you know, like Baldrick and no, not Baldrick and Blackadder because Blackadder was smart. You know the kind of you know the kind of double act where one's smart and one's stupid, but one isn't smart really. One's just smarter than the other one because yeah. one is really stupid. Pinky in the brain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pinky in the brain. Sharky and George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Montague's in Capulet kind of thing. Yeah, uh, okay. No, I know. You know what I mean? Shakespeare. Forbidden love. Yeah. Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three. The Wombats. Are we just naming early night? <laughs> what are bands now? Oh, because they got that lyric, like Montague's and Capulet's in oh, Obey and the Good okay. and Dance Floor. Yeah, That's yeah. one of those things where in my head that made complete sense to everyone in the world. You know, I heard a story about, because uh, um, I used to be, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to, well, I'm sure, yeah, why wouldn't I? I had a story about, like, I used to be in a band, 
and um, we were terrible. But like uh, we, my manager, he had lots of like insidey muso stories. There was loads he was telling us and stuff. One of which was that all the lyrics on the first Arctic Monkeys album weren't written by Alex Turner at all. They were all written by um, who's the guy? Reverend and the Makers. Okay, it's yeah. an older guy. Hence all the kind of seventies TV show references and stuff from yeah. a kid who's like sixteen, and um, uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know if it's true, my you know, but like, but but, but if he know, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed the the drop off in lyrical content between the first album and any else subsequent Arctic Monkey stuff. Well, yeah, I think the stuff he did on Submarine as well. I think those songs are good, but they are lyrically very different, and obviously it's for a different thing, so it wouldn't mm. be. But it's sort of a running joke in our house because. But they weren't, none of them was nearly as smart as the lyrics on the first album. Oh, yeah. Like when you're referencing Shakespeare in like an indie song, it's like... Uh, but yeah, there's a running joke with me and Julia because she's from Sheffield or like near Sheffield. Mm. And um, on the Submarine album, it's all like, I took a button from a raindrop, put a Land Rover in a pork chop. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like say, not as smart as... Uh, oh, sorry. Just to really clarify, yeah. Reason I wear a suit, yeah. Old oh, style, yes. old, old timey entertainers, and I like the showbiz. I like the showbiz thing, and I like the the that old, you know, like entertainer entertainment. This is showbiz, yeah. folks, and you know, and I like dressing up smart, and yeah, I think it's nice. I think the audience likes it, and I think you like it because it makes you feel more legit. I think. I do think as well that it's only something I've done in the last probably six months, I guess. Mm. But like having a uniform to do a gig and you mm. put that on and that means you're doing the gig. You're yeah. not just going in like you're at work. Your normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I liken it a bit to like going to a wedding. Like you don't wear those sort of clothes all the time. So you move a bit differently because it's mm. for a reason. Mm. Um, and if it gives away something about your persona, mm. which I think I've got it to a point now where you could see how I'm dressing you like he's not in his normal clothes. Mm but it's what that persona thinks is cool. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but it's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right, and the last one for this, uh, this is from the contact page. Uh, get blank touch. Mm, is it Reiki? It's not not Reiki. Is it get hostile? It's touch. No, it's a smaller word than that. Uh, get in touch. Get in touch. Get in touch with me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah get uh, in touch. Very few people have. <laughs> how, how long did it take you to... Was that part of the template? Or was <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it'd be good to have one where it's like, just nothing. <laughs> um, so, because I saw recently that you are in the... And it actually kind of refers to something we were talking about earlier. Mm. Uh, in the... Uh, musical comedy awards mm. quarterfinal, quarterfinal yeah, um which i thought like was great because i saw that and because like, i before that thought of you as like it's sort of straight stand-up but like from a slightly different point of view mm. what like what you do as an act and then the sketch writing and film that which i'll talk about as well i think mm. um so i was interested to see that you were entered into well, yeah, you had entered into that competition mm. and like i suppose i wonder how did you put stuff together for that? Did you just sort of think I've got a lot of references to music or songs that I've done and put them all together? So it's sort of like, how did you put the set together, I guess, for, for the musical, for the musical stuff? Because it seemed quite different to what you'd done previously. Well, I, I now have songs in my set. So uh, I did my first 20 minutes. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Arundel. Arundel, yeah. Nice. Um, and um, that was the first time I, tried having two songs in my set because normally when I do 10 minutes I aim with the song yeah um and this one I put a song in halfway through and then had a song at the end and so for the musical 
comedy awards, it's like you get, I think, six minutes, I think, for the heats and then the quarterfinals. And then I think for the semis, it's 10 or something. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I just do just a, a few minutes of stand up and then do one of my songs. So it doesn't have to, I mean, part of this is like for my own interest because in my set, like I say, I do the, the thing about the Macarena. Mm. And it's sort of, I think in that setting, it works because they're expecting you to come out and do like a straight joke, like, you know, I'm Carl, I'm from Hastings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like, to come out and go, hey, Carl, <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like, a joke about my name which is going to be like a one-liner and it takes about three minutes i think that's yeah, funny yeah. um but yeah i always i always kind of think like putting music into those bits i really like because it kind of is at odds with what the expectation is of like yeah. a straight stand-up i guess yeah um and i've always thought with the musical awards like are they sort of judging you on like how you like can you play an instrument you know so here's the thing i when i so i did the heats and now i'm doing the quarterfinals tomorrow no saturday Nice. Right. And um and I I did feel a bit out of my element because I I just I synced backing tracks. I'd love to have like um because it doesn't quite work with the thing. The thing is I'm kind of like a nightclub singer because I did used to be a, night, a, a lounge singer but like of course you did. <laughs> when I lived in when I was at uni and then in Derby I only had I only did it like five times but it was like in this hotel and this guy played piano pian- uh, I've gone out to say piano. And then you um, laid on top of it. And, uh, <laughs> and forget about. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, yeah, so I just kind of sang like Frank Sinatra and D Martin songs and stuff. So I do like um, that kind of thing because it goes with the act of being kind of like yeah. an old style, you know, 50s entertainer kind of thing. And um, it, it just kind of, it's a kind of slight pastiche on it. Again, it's kind of just very mundane things that I'm saying. I don't know. It's kind of, but 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 anyway, so when I did the, the heat, the musical comedy was there was me and one other guy who did had a backing track, and everyone else was like either playing guitar or playing keys and stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was hard. It was way harder than any kind of like stand up thing because if you're the music, if you if you're a stand up on a bill of straight stand ups and you just throw a song in there, yeah, then it goes great. <laughs> but like if you're if you're with a whole bunch of other musical comedians who do musical comedy, yeah, as their main thing it's like man it's i was just like oh, yeah did, I'm, uh, you know did you feel any pushback from the more musically inclined acts no like everyone was really super lovely like in the heats and like yeah everyone was really really nice musical comedians they're really nice <laughs> they're all really nice people like i know uh bennett kavanagh um quite well i think i see his stuff like his uh stuff on instagram as well i think is brilliant like mm how he makes the songs out of like random word generators and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then like, I haven't the seen that. What's, what's, his, what's his name? Oh, uh, Bennett Kavanagh. So he has, he's, uh, I suppose like he, well, him and Huge Davies are quite similar because they both play oh, piano. Huge Davies is really great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think they do podcast together and stuff as well. Like okay. they're the two kind of acts you'd say those two sort of mm-hmm. belong working together. If yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and like I've done stuff with him before and things like that, but he's, he's such a good musician and he's such a good comedian. Mm. So you watch him and you just go like, I'd be happy watching either of these. I think yeah. the same for Huge Davies and John Long. Well, John Long's great as well. Yeah. I think... Harriet weird. Brain as well, sorry. It's weird as well because I always think like sometimes the the, 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 the the better musical comedy acts are ones who are really good at music and comedy. Because mm. there's lots of people who do comedy songs or something. But like, you know, like say for example, the... Even though Mike Bush was great, you know the difference between Mike Bush and Flight of the Concords is remember you don't I don't really remember the songs of Mike Bush really. They had yeah. I remember it had songs in, but I don't quite remember them. I think I remember the like uh, Jean Paul Jacquetine. That's what probably that one. 
Jean-Paul Jacquetine with his jacket on, Jean-Paul Jacquetine with his jacket off. Jacket oh, on, right, yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like when they, they had actual songs on the show, like 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 musical numbers. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one was about isolation or something, one of those but I don't remember, even though it was great, I love, and I love the show. Yeah. But like Flight of the Concord, say, for example, the, the, they are such good musicians yeah. that like, they'd like, if they weren't, comedy people they could make it with music you know what i mean yeah it's well like... i think brett mckenzie's now doing like straight music as well yeah yeah yeah. which must be hard like after such a prolific that career hard, as a comedic like a comedic singer yeah. and then you come out and earnestly sing a song it's got to be you get way judge more harshly i think as well than, yeah than than the other way you know well and a lot of their songs were like kind of um parodies of tropes yeah exactly like you know they were really uh, good at doing like barry White like a prince and... song they were really good at doing a yeah. pet shop boy song they were really good yeah yeah and they've got everything covered as well like to mm. the point where if you like i was looking at it a while ago it's like all right what song could i do that to you and i was like mm. um none of them <laughs> <laughs> you have to be yeah you have to be really good musicians to be that good at musical mimicry i think yeah really yeah because the songs themselves like sounded like that thing like yeah inner city pressure sounded like uh, but not any production wise, they they were catchy enough to be one of those. Like an innocent yeah. impression could be a Pet Shop Boys song. Like it's like it's not just mimicking the style. It's like it's got the melodies and hooks right. You know. Yeah, like yeah, it's it sticks in your mind because it's catchy and yeah. it's really funny. Yeah, 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 I'm not crying as well. Like it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. I feel like discovering them. I was about 15, I think, mm. and my mate. Uh, Kai back in Hastings mm. he was like this is exactly your sense of humour I was like oh we'll see and mm. I watched I was like yeah yeah that is definitely see <laughs> yeah because I like I like deadpan comedy songs um, I think I suit the, the, the type of songs I sing are deadpan comedy songs um, because I love witty comedy songs you know like Victoria Wood and all that kind of yeah. stuff but that's just not I'm, I, that's not my wheelhouse doesn't go quite with my act because so yeah. like, my whole, whole act is kind of a bit unself-aware kind of thing yeah and it's the weird th- things that you probably wouldn't think to mention i guess like mm. I, I think we're probably quite similar in that that the things that we like to mention and find funny are the really obscure things that people didn't really realize they had an opinion about and then you yeah. talk about it and go oh shit yeah i do yeah. care about collinders or, yeah, or assuming <laughs> people have opinions on it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's what backs up the bravado I think, yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. Like, the people need to know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we're all thinking about industrial copper fiber, aren't we, guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's on everyone's minds this week, isn't it? Funny you should mention. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing I wanted to mention as well is that, so I was on your TikTok recently, mm-hmm. uh, which like we spoke about a little bit already, but um, I think it bears repeating. Because um, I really like your sketches, and I think they're Thank you. like really well written and really well put together as well. Thanks. Um, the, the production of them is like, I think it's really good that you're, with those put out something less frequently but of better quality than if you know like my problem with tiktok is like saturation of like pretty sort of okay mm. material but at a quantity that is high enough to kind of justify mm. perhaps the like you know how shit it is it's <laughs> <laughs> great um no like like we're saying there's good stuff on there but a lot of it i find a bit like oh spare me um <laughs> but like Scrooge Sleeps yeah. Naked, Dr. Sex, like all really good <laughs> stuff. And then uh so then recently you had one clip go viral which was uh the clip of the guy, the weatherman waiting yeah, that... for his signal to like stop smiling. <laughs> yeah, that was annoying. It, all it was was that was annoying though, because it was just like, Oh I worked re- I worked really hard to make these kind of like <laughs> filmy kind of sketches with high production values yeah. and stuff. And the one thing that really flies is just me laughing at a, 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 a TV thing of a news 
of a weatherman taking ages to <laughs> well what happened was yeah all it was was i was just because i found it on a youtube thing and i reposted it years ago because i found it so funny and <laughs> well, nobody... it wasn't even like current it was from a while no ago. yeah it was from ages ago oh, and cool. i saved it on my personal youtube um so i could just watch it again, again <laughs> because i found it so funny and i sometimes send it to friends and stuff and i look how long this weather <laughs> it was so funny to me because he was just he, he it was kind of that thing of like oh i've said nothing this far and i've stayed looking the same this far yeah. so i need to just keep this i can't just start being like oh sorry we've had a break in the program he's yeah. like but i've stuck it out this long i need to keep going and so he's just staring at the camera <laughs> for ages what well, it feels like a full minute yeah. anyway i just filmed that to send to my wife to show her it um um because she was in jersey at the time and i was just, so I was just because i love that clip so much and i hadn't watched it in ages so i was re-watching it and i filmed it for her and i was uh and and i yeah put it as a little reel on instagram not thinking anything you know? yeah and then it just like like I, I, the last thing was something like eight million or something what? which that, is crazy is insane, but... but you know what i think it is though i think it's because it's languageless there's loads yeah. of comments of all different countries and stuff so i think it's just somebody you know being stuck on the yeah yeah everyone yeah. can relate to that and find it funny yeah but it's annoying because it wasn't anything i did like do you know what I, mean? yeah. what I did was just film the thing that a guy did but you'd hope that that uptake in sort of traffic to yeah for, to it's... your profile would then yeah. translate into likes on the stuff that you've put loads of effort in. Yeah, it is good because it has meant people have liked like so when I've I've now started posting clips of my stand up. Yeah. Uh, I only did one I liked and um but it got really like good response and stuff. I think because there's like overspill people followers and stuff from yeah. people who just you know saw that saw that thing but it is annoying it's like i want yeah. one, i want one of the sketches to go viral where it's like you know where it's like a sketch i made that's yeah it's kind a, of, it shows your skill like yeah yeah it's, it's but i like doing proper productions as well because i like I, I studied film at uni and i didn't i didn't i didn't even finish the first term um but like i like making you know like when french saunders did their film parodies and stuff yeah i just like uh even if you're on a, like a little low budget, like a commitment to it, like a, or the Adam and Joy, uh, Adam and Joshua with the toys that they do, yeah, and stuff yeah, like, just come making making something real production and trying to make it kind of like uh, yeah. So I really love doing the Scrooge one because I was just like, oh, I get to make a little Christmas carol <laughs> and make it all snow, you know, kind of like Victorian. And all that I stuff. really liked that as well. I was watching that at the train station. Uh, I think you just posted it, so I was like just on my phone watching mm. it and like just pissing myself on the platform so it's like because it's really well done and well written and then there's bits where it's really crude so like when you're looking for your dressing gown and you're literally just like got your ass in the air <laughs> like a minute Best. the funniest place for an ass to be is in the air i don't know why i like i i mean yeah nakedness is such a cheap laugh um i don't want it i don't know what it is that i find about a kind of just the average man naked that it, it you know is just quite not and not even completely naked but just kind of even just in his pants and stuff yeah there's i don't know it's a cheap laugh but there's always something funny i think the fact it's it. in there amongst a lot of really well put together stuff as well so it's like you know it's not like a quick clip that you've just like put out it's stuff that's had work going into it but then also there's these like cheap laughs in there mm. that keep you well, you always need yeah. two things going on. If you if you if you if you if you're having a cheap laugh, it can't just be just the cheap laugh for the sake of it. Like for example, if someone swears, it can't be 
can't be just like you, you know the funniness of me saying fuck here. Yeah. So it's like it's got to be someone saying fuck in a in a place where they shouldn't really be saying it, or it's it's in it's in contrast to something else that's happening that's supposedly very elegant and yeah. You know what I mean? So like if nakedness is only kind of funny as if like 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 with the screw sleeps naked thing. It's only funny that he's naked because he's with the ghost who's kind of trying to ignore his nakedness, you know what I mean? Or trying to kind of be serious and because he's a visiting ghost. He wants to get him to change his ways, you know. Yeah. It's all about gravitas and kind of like, it just, I don't know, just screw down his dick out, kind of ruins the vibe. <laughs> well, um, yeah, go on. Oh, sorry. Uh, the fact that it's like, it's a kind of everyday scenario imposed on something that everybody knows yeah so like the again like the logic of it is like he probably would have been like naked or <laughs> and like what comes out of that like yeah, yeah. It's really, well it's, it's true well like like you know how austin powers does it after <laughs> um they're all laughing they do a big evil laugh and it goes oh, yeah and then the camera doesn't cut it just stays on them as the laugh <laughs> dies down which is brilliant because that's like you say that's kind of it's always like when you apply real life situations to kind of movies type yeah. things it's like well what happens here that in real life when you know when it's it's, it's so it's so funny i always thought i had one of those in mind but i was going to try and do a stand-up but i think it was quite an obscure thing to be like huh you know mm. but it's like in a film where someone's wearing dog tags and they take them off and they always just like rip them off like that yeah. i just imagine the person they give them going oh great now the clasp's broken i can't <laughs> read you i've got to take that to the do you know how long uh, it's going to take me to fix that like you can't a well, there's the care and attention you did. You're taking off and it's fine. <laughs> well, there's never like several pulls before it breaks. You know what I mean, it's just like, I mean, what are you yeah, doing? I'm trying to give you my dog tag. Well, just take them off. Well, yeah, I, I just, I'll just rip them off. It's quicker. Well, evidently not. It's Come not here. quicker. I'll We're having a whole quicker. conversation about it. <laughs> yeah, I love that sort of yeah tropes and then applying everyday <laughs> yeah. situation to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I need a wee. Cool. I will. Uh, Is that okay to pause quickly? Yeah, of course, man. Um, I'll keep it running and yeah. I'll just sort of. Um, so Christian has just gone to use the toilet, so I will um, take this time to eat a rich tea biscuit into the microphone. It's been quite a rainy morning this morning, but... Um, giving way to some brighter spells this afternoon. Mm. Anyway, so the next... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the next bit is... Um, so it's the surprise feature. I'm gonna to have to try and remember the lyrics to the theme tune. Mm. So it's quite long. Okay. Um, but it's called First Impressions, yeah? Yeah. So what it is is you need to do three impressions of a celebrity. Or as many as you can you know, as you can do. Okay. But that i have to get that, that uh, celebrity is thirsty. Right. From your I feel like you're a good person for this, good good like character actor. Okay. Um I'll give you a bit of time. <clears throat> if I do the theme tune, I'll give you a bit of time to think of someone, I guess. <laughs> um, so it goes. The 
first impressions, impressions that are thirsty. I've got to guess who you are, but firstly, take a sec to get into the mindset of a celeb that ain't a tea, your coffee yet. I'm talking about De Niro without a Nero. Anthony Costa, Sansa Costa, the cat for some for DiCaprio. About a wine that's been aged for 25 years. No, Lisa's got leaf, ain't got no bubble tea. Dennis Quaid's looking for Lucasane. No sherry for Halle Berry, no real ale for Christian Bale, no Rabina for Christina Aguilera, Sansi Agua. If you ain't first there, there you ain't here to party. First impressions, impressions that are thirsty. <laughs> Very good. Um, cool. So yeah, whenever you're ready, take it away. Ooh, you got my lilt. Okay, uh, and again. Have you got my lilt? Oh, I'm gasping. Is lilt something to do with it, or is it? Well, I would just would have thought lilt is some. Oh no, no, lilt has nothing it's, to do with it. Just that it's been it's in the just news. Just a drink. It's... Oh yeah, it's, it's been discontinued. Yeah, yeah. It's... Okay, I'll change the drink. Then. I'm parched. Have you got a? Have you got a? Uh, an oasis summer fruits. Neil Morrissey. It's very close to Neil really? Morrissey. Really. Uh, Martin Clunes? It is, no. Is it one of the Beatles? <laughs> close. You were close with Martin Clunes and Neil Morrissey. Yeah. It's Caroline Quentin. Oh, right. <laughs> it's me, Caroline Quentin, from Men Behaving Badly. The, the, I'm parched, and I would quite like a can of lilt, although I can't now because it's been discontinued. From Jonathan Creek? Yeah. The, my favourite John girl. <laughs> <laughs> John girl. Oh, she's up there, isn't she? She's one of the best. Uh, cool. So, uh, if I mean, if you got another couple, that would be. Oh, uh, thirsty. First, first impressions. Yeah. First, first, first impressions. impressions. Okay. Let me think. Um, God fucking damn it! I'm absolutely fucking gasping here. <laughs> I'm gasping here. <laughs> I ain't had a lil in three fucking days. <laughs> three days, motherfucker. That I'm was... gonna get a lil. <laughs> Got it? Rob De Niro? No, it was Leslie <laughs> Ash from Member Hitting Badly. What the fuck are you talking about? We're here trying to make this fucking meal for these fucking misogynistic fucking guys who are constantly drinking stuff. <laughs> now you say it, it's, it's really obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tried to do Leslie Ash post Quadrophenia. Her voice was a little more different yeah. in the early days. And when she was in the Quadrophenia days, her voice was like more. You know, my name is... My fri- my father made him an arse where he couldn't <laughs> Look at Brassie, how the condo is here. She, she really has had quite the career, hasn't she? I mean, when you think about it. It's- oh, Leslie Ash. She's <laughs> ashing all over the place. Um, I had uh, an idea for a bit recently. Mm. I did it in Oxford on my last gig there, mm. where um, I basically do an impression of two of my favourite actors, uh, Rob Pacino and uh, Al De Niro. <laughs> And it's just like me trying to do like, de, like De Niro as Pacino. So like, oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. How's, what's 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 Al Pacino's Robert De Niro? Well, it, or is that, it like the same kind of same it, thing? It didn't really work because I just did the face. You know, they're like Robert ah, De Niro face. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd need to like figure out a line that is. I can't know. remember who it was, but it was when I was when I was a kid. Uh, I saw this comedian. Uh, it did a bit about Robert De Niro turning gradually into a chicken. It was really funny. It was so funny. I wish I could remember. Oh, because of that, like, that head nod kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It just the <laughs> casual descent into it. It was really funny. Um, and when I was a kid, I, it, it, that same gig actually, it was in Jersey, and I was about I think I was 
15 or 16. I should, I, it was over 18 as well. I don't yeah. know. What I but like uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill was all right, weirdly as well. And it was weird to see like him in Jersey. It was yeah. Really, it's it, it Jersey where you're from because you do a lot of uh, work there, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I, yeah. My family's like French and from Oldham, but we I grew up in Jersey. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I wonder what the connection was, because I know that you've done a lot of stuff with mm. the Jersey Tourism Board. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was, it was the Art House. It was the Arts Council, Absolutely. Jersey Arts Council. They 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 they, com- they commissioned me to make, a during lockdown, a, f- uh, a web series yeah. uh, about uh, whatever. I, I could make it about whatever I wanted. So I did it about like the music scene in Jersey. And, uh, and it was so much fun, because I got to make a full-length mockumentary. Not a feature-length, but like it, in full, it's like half an hour mockumentary about Jersey and the music scene and stuff right. and so much fun and I, I the great thing was as well is because it was kind of sketchy you know all the like little scenes and bits in it I was able to cut them down and submit them for competitions and oh, stuff nice. so one was at one was at um, yeah anyway there was but yeah so yeah it, it went really well it was, it was I, awesome. I remember there was a joke in there that sticks in my mind which was one of the characters was saying, ah, um, oh, here he is, the original OG. And you go, it's actually just the OG because that means original gangster. So if you say original OG, it means original, original really? gangster. Yeah. And it was stuck in my head. as like, again, that logic thing is like, <laughs> yeah. I like those bits. I'm like, yeah, that is true, actually. Picking, <laughs> picking somebody up on something so, so mind-numbingly boring. Um, so the last uh, section is called Show and Tell, where mm. we sort of talk about something from your set. There is a theme tune for this, but it involves Elaine Fellows. So I don't know if I can do it justice on my own oh. because she's part of the, yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A thing that's come out of your set or like a note that's never really been made into a bit. I think we've probably touched on little bits of that mm-hmm. already, but uh, I like to think of like things that have come out of your set because I think the the idea is that it comes out because it's bad, but actually I think uh, a bit comes out. I don't think of it as gone. I think of it as like in a drawer and I might come back to it in like a year or two and go, oh, actually that was quite good. Mm. Um, or like it just stopped working for whatever reason or you just like overperformed it. So then it was like you're reciting the words rather than like performing the bit but mm. yeah just to sort of talk about a thing that might not be in your set now but was at some point or... so so I, yeah i had a bit i had a bit about um the, the, see the bit started with uh so i'd be talking about something else and then i go uh so there's a dog in my building who reckons he's a big deal <laughs> Um, and that would get a big <laughs> laugh. And then I was, was talking about this dog called Mason, and I was like, "So yeah, he's, you know, he's called Mason, and uh, he's, you know, he lives in my building. Thinks he's better than me. Sleeps on a velvet cushion. <laughs> and uh, it, you know, just kind of just talking about how, like, he, uh, you know, if he had a favorite kind of jam, it'd be Quince, or you know, if he had a, if he had a, you know, if he had a favorite type of city, if he had a favorite director, it'd be Lars von Trier. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's who Mason is." Um, and I try, and I, it was one of those ones where there was a whole bit and stuff and about me not liking this dog and everything and stuff. And it was weird. When I first started doing it, it did work and get different bits. And then I was cutting out different bits and different bits. And then I realized after a while, I see, sometimes I like putting setups. I, I like putting pantalones in the setups. Yeah. You know, have the, the setup be a kind of like, a, a, what's, the, what's the word for it? A non-secretary. Kind of. Right, yeah. So... 
So like um, because it's so random that you would yeah, say that yeah yeah so like uh, you know like I, I I don't know if there was a gun to my head and I had to choose which member of the sugar babies I'd want as my landlord <laughs> probably go for Mutia you know what I mean I mean you know it's you know she's got a background in property it's no brainer but um, plus I think Siobhan would you know be funny about parking that's not based on it that's just a, that's just a gut feeling I have but um, yeah so it's kind of like so the, but the thing with so putting punchlines in the setups I find really fun. Um, but then sometimes you can have a great setup where everything else that comes afterwards is just kind of dribbling, diminishing returns. Yeah, it's not going to hit as hard as that initial. No, so joke. so so when I I did it, I, I only did it like three. I think I did it about three or four times, and I jumped it. But um, the opening of I think where I placed it as well. I forgot where I placed it, but it was somewhere. But it was after a whole big thing. And, uh, and then so the, the lines, you know, so there's this dog, but it had to be delivered with complete deadpan yeah. conviction, not like joking. It was like, so there's a dog in my building who reckons he's a big deal. Yeah. And it that was get a big laugh. Um, and then nothing like, you know, it was just like, oh, the, the laugh, it, it's nothing. The rest, nothing is matched that first laugh. Yeah, exactly. Nothing afterwards is strong enough. So it's, it's kind of like, uh, kill it. It's tricky, isn't it? Because. I, I agree. I like those bits that kind of come out of nowhere or like kind of say something about a trope as well. Like, mm. so I have a thing about Mexico and I didn't know how to get into it. Mm. Um, and I saw this clip of somebody and they were saying like, you know, when somebody goes, oh, and people always say to me, don't you ever such and such? And it's always something that nobody would ever say to anyone ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, which I, I think it. is funny. I love that. I never get tired of that. I always make you laugh. Like the clip I saw, this person was like, "People always say to me, don't you worry about revenge porn? When has anyone ever said that to anyone?'" <laughs> so I thought it'd be funny to do that. And I'd be like, "Well, people always say to me, hey Carl, ever lived in Mexico?'" Yeah, yeah, I have actually. Uh, um, and it's, the joke is, oh, I lived there for two weeks, but then. Yeah, I, I suppose the. I suppose I think that I think that would be better if it was something even more specific though. Like, so it's like, hey, Carl, did you ever such a such a such in Mexico? You know, like a certain type of very specific kind of like, I don't know, like you know, buy a you ever take soil samples in Mexico. Yeah, you know, or something. Not that something that something funny, but you know what well, I mean. I think the thing because it leads into a bit about because I've never been to Mexico, so it's a lie anyway to say that I did live there. Of course. And then the joke is that. Um, I just there's things that they do there that I they I think they do it better than us like standoffs Mexican standoffs are brilliant because <laughs> you know there's no such thing as a British standoff like we can be standoffish but we don't uh, and then I go into stalemate like that's similar but not the same yeah um, but you can use it in different situations like if you're engaged in a situation where by action or progression by two opposing parties seems impossible <laughs> or if a mate says how's the bread <laughs> uh, nice so stupid, what, did you like, jump that. Uh, Wait, it's I, one of those ones that I'm still kind of figuring it out because I've okay. done it a couple of times, but yeah. not reliably enough that it's like in the set now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that your opening joke to that just sort of reminded me of that, that it's like, it's a way of getting in, but if the laugh, like you say, becomes bigger than the actual bit, then yeah. it's it's tricky, isn't it? It's just, you know, you can't live up to it. It's, it's, it's much the same as like, if the, the, you know, you know, sometimes when you're open mics and you see kind of like... Uh, comedians who will do a, a really long rambling setup yeah and then for quite a really thin punchline yeah and it's like and it's just like yeah it's just like holy shit it's just like the the, 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 the long the longer people wait the better the punchline has to be so you're just setting yourself yeah. up for failure if you if you're you know 
And if you look at that joke as well, often in that setup, a lot of it is like, once upon a time, I used to live in such... You, there's so much you could take out yeah, yeah, that yeah. it's like, so much. I used to live in Devon. Yeah. Blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting with yours as well, because the like you said, the setup is really funny, but it does set up that you then need to say why the dog thinks he's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's your... The um, idea wasn't right consistent, I suppose. Well, I suppose it's it's because you've put that onto him, like it's just a dog, but you're like this fucking dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like things that you would notice a dog do where you're like, oh, someone thinks they're too good for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's more like, like you could do that trick where you put a thing on his nose and then he, and then he catches it like that, but they're like, you know, I can read. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean. yeah, I think that maybe it's like the contrast of like what the dog can do that he thinks is good, but then you mm. as just a normal human can do yeah. is even better because <laughs> yeah. you're still justifying that you're better than a dog. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> again, there's something intrinsically funny about like completely like in, in, totally in a, in a in a total mock serious way um, having rivalries with children and animals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're a grown man, it's just, it's just, there's something funny about it. Me and uh, Julia went, uh, my, my partner, Julia, uh, went to uh, like family reunion of like her side of the family mm. recently and there were these there was this kid running around in like Doc Martens mm. I kept going to you I was like that kid mm. got Doc, it's like six and got mm. Doc Martens like, mm. I only got Doc Martens a year ago as an adult and this <laughs> this looks shit's running around <laughs> and then I like she told her mum and her mum was like yeah but they get passed around all the other grandkids I'm like oh okay fair enough but I just hated this kid for like <laughs> <laughs> well I don't like I think is I immediately get the hump with any kind of animals or kids that I think could trick me <laughs> so know, that's another one that would work as like a you know what like a, like a similar to the the dog thinks he's oh right 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 know. yeah yeah but no but that, that's what i mean i just I, yeah because because I, I i i yeah i think that is a problem because i thought i was really I, I think i still am i was really stupid you see I, I still am quite stupid but like i i did really bad at school and stuff and uh i just uh i you know so i kind of uh uh, I think that's another thing of probably going in stand up. I feel like I, I have to prove to everybody that I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Uh, same. You know, but then I realized you don't want to be that either because, like, uh, I'm not slagging off like Russell Brand or anything, but like sometimes when, when I was younger and I saw like Russell Brand and stuff, I'd be like, oh, he's really smart. And then, I was, and then when I got older, I realized, oh, actually, you know, I think the smarter you are, the less, the less. You try and show people that you're smart. Yeah, I you know agree. what I mean. Yeah, I feel like Russell Brand. He's learned a lot of big words, and uh, yeah, he's erudite. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also think Not as well. Off, but, you know. Oh yeah, no. Like his his old stand up as well. I think is like some of the funniest stuff I've seen. Like Ponderland was so good. Uh, that TV show was that the kind of uh, way he was just talking about telly clips and yeah, yeah it was funny it like was, from the 70s funny. or 50s and yeah that was very funny. Uh, I feel like it was a bit of a blueprint for like. Um, Russell Howard, uh, yes, that kind of showing clip does stand up. In, in essence, the same as uh, there, there was a thing called Tarrant on TV, <laughs> where Chris Tarrant would you know show clips of all funny things happening all around the globe and just be like, <laughs> check out these foreign idiots. I feel like Tarrant is like That's such a good thing to put into anything, like Tarrant on tarantulas or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my favorite thing. I saw I saw a TV thing that said uh, Graham Rousseau's mounting gorillas, which <laughs> I like that really very really well. For a while, I was coming up with like TV show names that I just for like jokes mm. so one of them was like the antiques road show and it was like a journey around britain's oldest roads so like the roads <laughs> themselves were the antiques nice <laughs> nice um but I yeah would genuinely be interested in that let's make it happen man. i love i love i love a viaduct 
<laughs> God help me, I love a violin. Oh, actually, something I was going to say earlier as well, kind of in relation to the your clip that went viral. Mm. Um, I was just going to say, it's funny how the stuff you send to your friends and family, mm. I think is often the stuff that would work online. Because mm. like a couple, well, before we left our old flat, there was um, uh, like a field behind it and it got flooded. Mm. And like, so the field just sort of turned into a lake. So every yeah. day I was like sending these updates to my girlfriend's family because mm. I just send them like stupid stuff all the time. I'd just be filming out the window going, oh, so as you can see, the, uh, the water's uh, it's, it's, about, it's about a foot now. And uh, I mean, you'll remember last week, there's actually uh, green grass here and the kids were able to play. So it's a real improvement, actually, now that they're not able to do that. Uh, no, I didn't like the teenagers smoking on the corner. I like, just did that. For, and I did one outside Waitrose. It's like, the, uh, the water's actually coming out of the concrete here. And uh, you certainly don't expect to see it in a place like this. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I want to watch that. Well, I started to put them on Instagram. And like, Without any tags or anything, so I couldn't be bothered to like properly do yeah. whatever. But one of them got like sixty likes, which I know isn't like massive, but like for something I put no effort into, yeah, and was just like a stupid thing, yeah. Like there's things I put effort into that like four people have liked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's it's so weird, it's frustrating, and it's it, it's possible to say what will hook online. It, yeah, it's crazy. It just sort of made me think that like the stuff you put online should have a bit of effort in it, but like just also be whatever, like doing your ironing or like sorting through socks yeah just go in the hall oh, haven't seen that one for a while like you know <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing isn't it the best the, the, the like the best online stuff that i see is is something that is rep- can be repeatable but it's still funny like yeah. what's uh what's her name oh, i can't remember her name but she just does this instagram thing of where she there'll be a clip of some influencers doing uh you know kind of something in kind of some kind of outfit and then she'll just be doing kind of like you know, <laughs> mirroring it yeah but she's so funny but but she just you know and it, she's hugely popular but she's very funny and it, it always it, it always kind of works every every video kind of yeah. does the same thing and it's it's really funny it's a good hook i feel like yeah finding that thing that like doesn't take too much effort and that is like repeatable i mm. think that's the thing cause... but it's so weird cause it's so at odds with my the way i grew up watching comedy because I've always watched a very really old comedy I like really old stuff and like so I I'm a huge fan of the three minute sketch you know like by like people like Peter Cook and Dudley Moore and uh, John Cleese and Graham Chapman and all that kind of 60s stuff and 70s stuff and um, Beyond the Fringe and things like that and so yeah. like the, the the classic three minute sketch it has like usually like an angle like, like I did one called The Delivery where it's just like increasing growing frustration you know, with yeah. someone listing things again, very John Cleese, equal John Crapman, yeah. kind of a sketch. But the three-minute sketch is something that is kind of disappearing. Um, I think because of now, because of like the instant. I mean, a for Instagram and TikTok, you know, I don't know it's the same anymore, but it was limited only to a minute. Yeah. So people were making very short-form comedy, which is great. Short-form comedy is awesome. You know. It's, yeah. It's, but like, but we're all, but we, we're kind of also seeing a, a decline of the the slightly more longer three minute sketch yeah and i think that's a little bit of a shame because there's there's some of them are so 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 funny but mind you they're always there they're always still there to watch on youtube and stuff it would just be nice if people were making more of new ones of them and having a bit more of an attention span because i know i know for my own personal thing that like social media and everything and stuff has fucked my attention span yeah like i give films way less thrift now time-wise than i would have done 10 years ago yeah because your phone's right there and you can just immediately well, zone out if you need if it's to. like if, if it's like after 15 minutes it isn't grabbing me of a movie yeah. I'll, I'll drop out when i wouldn't have done that 15 years ago i would have watched to at least halfway yeah 
I, I heard a thing a while ago that I can't remember who said it or where it was, but the the uh, quote was: "People used to say, is this worth my money? Now people say, is it worth my time?" Mm. And it's I think that's the kind of crux of it. It's like if you don't hook people in the opening seconds of a thing, then yeah. you're probably not going to. Yeah. And with like the three minute sketch structure, it's like you've got the premise. Mm. then the escalation so it's mm. like if people aren't on board for the premise they're not going to stick around for the escalation exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and it's a narrative as well that you know there's always like a it's kind of like you know there's like it's like it's in three acts almost you yeah know, you have a intro like a proposition setting things up and then like a you go into the, the the idea or the technical aspect of it and then it kind of has the wrap up but it's i don't know i just quite like how it's like a sweetie it's like a, yeah. you know it's like a delicious bonbon <laughs> I do. I think there are like it can be found now, but I don't think sketch is like as prevalent as it used to be. No, where, well, sketches are kind of dying, aren't they? Really? Well, there's a couple like on Netflix. There's a really good one called I Think You Should Leave with heard about Tim that. Robinson. Yeah, it's really it. good. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Um, like he kind of plays the same sort of character in a lot of them, but like it's always a surprise and it's always well acted and well written. Mm. Um, and like Lazy Susan and Famalam and. Uh, the pin, like I think it is okay. out there, but I'm gonna watch those. The pin's really good. Like they What's did that a lot. Um, so I think they did it on YouTube okay, primarily cool. over the lockdown, and yeah. it was mainly about like Zoom interviews. So they oh, kind okay. of hit. I think they kind of saw that like this was a thing that was becoming public consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like acted on it, and now they write on like loads of like BAFTA TV shows and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, they're really good. Like really well written, and those are like BAFTA actors in it and stuff. Like it's really. I think it is there, but it's not as yeah. like. I think you have to search out more where it's not on social I think media. That's so. the thing, isn't it? I think it's just not as popular in the mainstream as it was. Like the hugeness of things like um, Smack the Pony or The Far Show. Yeah. I think also as well because the way we consume things is different. I don't think I don't think something with I don't think something put out on telly on traditional telly would have the kind of like ubiquitous reach the the kind of cultural you know yeah. everyone knows kind of yeah because people interact differently now exactly not you people to. all watch the same thing everything's so fragmented so yeah being on tv used to be like the thing and now it's sort of like yeah. adjacent to the thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um cool i sh- uh, i think we should probably uh wrap up and then do our post-match interview. nice okay. okay uh so i'll just finish by saying uh christian claude van damme Thank you very much. The end. Thank you, Carl. I also forgot to ask you about plugs and stuff. So I don't know if you wanted that in there or like handles, that sort of thing. I'll just plug something quickly. Um, um, You can um, follow me. uh, You can go to my website, christianjegard.com or uh, go on my, uh, check me out on YouTube, which is just youtube.com forward slash jegard. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. Cool. Uh, thanks, thanks man. I really enjoyed that. That is the end. 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 We've all had fun. I'd like to thank you for listening along. Share this app with your nearest and dear. I'd like to thank my guest. Insert name here. We'll be back another one soon in the meantime leave us a review only if it is five stars or above i think you'll agree five isn't enough like and subscribe that would be the best see you again on the joy of sets